Sergeant Cross lived in a studio apartment at Surinam Point. Nineteen floors of crap, with a view of the Oval Cricket Ground if you lived on the west side, floors eleven to nineteen. Cross had his on the second floor, east side. What he got to watch were nuns. Right opposite there was a convent. If there's a stranger place for them, Cross couldn't think of it. There was a huge statue of some saint just inside the gate. Saturday nights, post-football, post-pub, the statue got to wear a Millwall scarf. Once, it had been a Man U trophy. He had been tempted to climb the gates, have it away. But there were rumours of guard dogs in the grounds. Nuns and Rottweilers, urban living in the zeitgeist. Cross had seen the Mother Superior once and figured they didn't need the dogs. He had been married and, par for the course with the job, was divorced. His kids hated him and the settlement was crushing the life out of him. He was lucky the council gave him a push up the waiting list. Now, but two months from retirement, he was keeping a low profile. He went to work, volunteered for nothing, and kept his mouth shut. When he got out, he had a job lined up with Marks and Spencer. Want to talk cosy number? Bust rich Arabs and receive praise for it. Cross was delighted to be leaving. Christ, they had a faggot heading up the murder inquiry. And the streets! Crack cocaine had opened the deluge and every bargain basement chemical was out there. He couldn't even keep track of the names. Recently he'd been told of GHB, said. You mean like grievous bodily harm? Laughed in his face. It was liquid E, all the joys of ecstasy and no payback. Like there was ever such a drug. If he'd learned anything, it was payback. Every bloody thing cost, and there was no free ride. Asked the nuns. He'd asked Brent, who'd explained, Gamma hydrosabutyric acid. Said it usually ended in coma. Brent had asked, Every year of River Phoenix? No, where is it? It's a person, was a person, a young actor. What's with you? Don't you watch movies? Just westerns. Well, they say that drug killed him. Cross would have been more impressed if John Wayne had been the victim. Brant had sighed and walked away. No matter what stories he heard about Brant, and there were always new variations, Cross liked him. He was the old school type copper, thick, ruthless, fearsome. And he'd do you a favour. When Cross moved into Syrenham Point, Brant had patched him into a cable TV line. Cross had moaned, Geez, Sarge, I don't think I can afford that. Nobody can. You won't be getting any bills. There come. Brandt had stared right through him, asked, You really want the answer? Pause. No, I suppose not. Thought not. A couple of weeks, I'll fix up all that digital crap too. I owe you, Brent. Join the queue. The one passion of Cross's diminishing life was Sky Sports. With a big screen, he'd sit there all day, 
a six-pack, cotton chips, some saveloys for variety, and how content could one man be? He was a lead supporter, going all the way back to Norman Hunter. He wasn't too happy about Robbie Keane, but relaxed when they bought Fowler. It was four on a Thursday afternoon. He was eating fried bread topped with mayo when his bell went. As he approached the door, crust in his mouth, he asked, Who is it? Cable guy. Afterwards, even Barry would concede that it got away from him. Sure, he'd intended to bash the guy. Why else had he brought the hammer? But he'd lost it big time. Really did a number on the poor fuck. Talk about overkill.